Hello, welcome in. This is Builder versus Buyer, and I have two very special guests on with me today. Um, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. What is up, guys? Hey, hey. How's it going, Adam? Good to see you and talk to you. You too. You too. I, I've got a lot of questions about the podcast. I've done it about a year now, and like... I think, honestly, this is my favorite part is the community building of it. Yes, I've had clients interact with the podcast and like have gotten jobs through it and from it, which is really cool. But there's such an awesome community here of people that like when I joined in, like just welcomed me with open arms, shared information, been on each other's shows. So I just want to start off by like thanking you guys and, and spearheading that. Um, it's been fun to get to know you over this year. Um for those people who don't know you, who are you and what do you do? We are the co-founders of F9 Productions um, and also a new, which is our architecture firm in Colorado. We've been in business for about 10 years. And we're also the co-hosts of a fairly popular architecture and business podcast called Inside the Firm. Yep. And then to add on that, we have now a construction arm, a separate business F12 Productions. F14. F14. <laughs> F12 is something different. And then uh, we teach at the engineering department, um, architectural engineering department at CU. So we teach students uh, the nuts and bolts of design and how a building gets put together. That is awesome. Um, so wanted to have you guys on today. You just released a course, Architecture Architect to Contractor, um, where you go through just if you are an architect and you want to build your own projects, how does it work? How does it, how does it go about? Can you explain the course a little bit? Yeah, it, it's called uh, architect to builder. We almost called it architect to contractor, but A to B was better than, than like <laughs> A to C. Yes, and that makes it, sense. It's broken down into different sections and, and one just for architects. The, the major idea is to extend your revenue and make a more stable platform because your architecture projects only last so long so that if you can extend them once you get that funding you're good for a year so we literally talk about you know how how to approach it how to bring it up how to close the deal how that helps your architecture practice but that's only like that's only a small segment but a very important segment the rest is okay now if you're going to take the sleep what do you need to know and what do you need to do to become a contractor. So everything from licensures to insurance to uh, here's the test, here's test tips, all of putting the nuts and bolts of, of that business together. And then the next step after that and the next section is, okay, how to actually run a project so that you're profitable, timely, and successful, right? So yeah. everything from um, scheduling, to draws, to bidding, um, all those areas that architects might be less familiar with, how to accomplish those, how to, uh, what to do for the warranty process. What are, what are some examples? So at least, you know, when you're going into it, that you're not just coming out of left field with this, you know, you're coming off of something where you've literally seen behind the scenes, uh, of how, how we've done it. Um, and, and, you know, we've built everything from, tiny houses to additions to regular houses to barn dominiums to an eight plex nine plex you know um, yeah. tenant finishes so <clears throat> how can we get you that information and literally have you skip some of the things that have cost us 
thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And besides saving you that, we believe this can make you thousands and thousands of dollars. So it's like, a, let's eliminate the negative and, and add on to your positive. Um, yeah. And then I get, uh, then we provide the resources, sample resources, schedules. Um, and, and the biggest one is, is probably the, um, the bidding, right? And I, we, we have bid multiple times on, on different things. Banks have their own kind of draw form that has basically in their categories. I know builders that sent me their stuff and the big kind of paradigm shift for us when we were building this course is, well, why don't we do what made us successful in all of our other endeavors? And that was to rethink the process because we have a chance to rethink the process. And one of our through lines that we always think is how can we mimic reality, right? Just like when yeah. we you know, model, it's how you can mimic reality. Well, these resources, how do they mimic reality? So the bidding, if you have seen biddings um, from different contractors or, or the bank forms, like they're all different all over the place. And at first it's like, I'll just make sure you account for everything. But one step that we took that we feel helps cl clarify the process, but also empowers is essentially, why don't we reorganize this so it follows the phases of construction? Yeah, so that, I like that. Yeah, so now you're, now you're not missing stuff. It's logical sequence in your head. And then if um, even like plumbing bids, like plumbing bids will come in and say rough plumbing and finished plumbing. So you can put those in there and you can sort through that schedule. And then you'll have plumbing fixtures. So maybe you thought in the plumbing bid the, they were going to do the fixtures. Well, you have to put a number in there. And if a number wasn't in that bid that you got, you have to realize, oh, now you have to do that, right? Yeah. Um, and, and, and that's like the stuff like if you miss stuff like that and then you have to kind of ask for money later or eat it out of your contingency, let's, let's avoid that. Let's avoid that. Honestly, let's, you know, take some time, look through this and, and, and avoid all those easy mistakes that we make. I don't want to speak for you, Adam, but I'm sure there's something in there that. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. I, the plumbing one is a great one. Like I work in, in two counties right next door to each other in one County, the almost exclusively the plumbers supply, supply the fixtures in the next door County, almost exclusively the builders supply the fixtures. Those subcontractors are not going to tell you what they do before they bid it. They're just going to throw you a number, you know? So yeah. exactly what you're saying. Like if it's not pointed out on those sheets, you're, you're just not going to catch it till it's too late. And it's a cost you needed to pay for anyway, but man, it sucks when you're two thirds of the way through the project and you find out <laughs> there's thousands of dollars that you didn't account for. It's just really hard. That's a great, that's a great example. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it goes back to what Alex was saying earlier when he, when he started talking about this, it was um, in, right now is that once, once the funding is approved, the other part about that is it, that's it. Like, you can't, you typically can't or do not want to go back to the bank and say, I need more money. It is a giant process. The owner doesn't want to do it. So getting all the ducks in a row from the beginning, super important. Yep. And I know not all your audience is, is architects. Um, we set it up that way because that's what we are. And that was our transition. And the other thing that it's helped us in is one architects are the builder also the knowledge that you learned, like what you were saying, even like the cost per, you know, for stone, you know, cost per concrete, 
that really just feeds back and helps our client that we don't build for because we're not an architect build firm design build where everything is design build. It's no, we're an architecture firm and then, you know, plus building if it works out, yeah. if we meet these criteria. So just that experience, you know, there's, there's always been a, like a haymaker punch from contractors. Architects don't know what they're doing. They don't know what's going on. And you don't re, like a lot of architects are great and they do know what's going on. But once you build something, then you go like, uh, even if they level that at me, nope. I, you know, obviously you don't know everything, but you have confidence like that you can speak on the same language and be like, ah, you can't pull that on me anymore. Yeah, specifically, yeah, right. Kind of trades and just methods and and the way and having a little bit of a, a lot more empathy on um, the hardworking guys and gals out there, really making these uh, buildings go up. I mean, it's tough work. It's dirty work, and so it's just gonna. At the end of the day, if your subs end up liking you. Heck, some of ours have even turned in architecture clients, which has been really interesting. Um, they've been so successful with us that they've, you know, we've, I think we're on our third house now. I j- I'm about to sign it this afternoon on the architecture side of things, but it came through our framers, which is really, wow. really interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And as a builder, I can, I know life is so much easier if your subs like you. Like, you're just going to have to call them back at some point in time to fix something. And if, if you have that relationship, it's just going to save you money. Oh, that is such a great point. Yeah, you're you app all of them are going to get called back at least once today. Yeah. It's our callbacks are plumbers and a garage and and the garage folks. Like it never stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think there's there's plenty of people out there that aren't architects and like okay, I'm not an architect, so this course doesn't apply to me. But I don't think that's true. I think there's plenty of people that want to either GC their own house or they're in the trades and you're like, hey, I might want to do build three or four next year or might want to grow my company. How do, how would this course apply to those, that group? It's such a good question. And I honestly thought about that when we were building it, but I didn't want to muddy the message. And what's so weird is that I agree with you that it, it applies so much, but I was like, well, let's just stay in our lane for now. Right. And yeah. just see how that goes. And I don't know how to rebrand it or anything like that, but you're absolutely right. Those other sections are so applicable. And then also even that first section about how to convert a client, um, there's maybe little things that could be added, but you know, let's say you're a trade, <laughs> find out who the architect is, you know, like show up, show up those to those meetings. If you're just a framer and you're not the GC, go to their office, you know, and then all of a sudden, then present yourself, hey, I'm trying to be the GC or run these things, right? Just develop those relationships. But what was what's cool about your question is that we have someone that we're designing a home for and we know that we're not going to build it. Um, and he was on the fence between building itself and, and using another, you know, buddy builder to do it. And he's like, I saw your course. I, I want to purchase it. So I go, okay, yeah, here's, here's the link. He immediately purchased it. And it hit me and I go, holy cow, he is going to GC his own house. He's going to save over $70,000 doing this. Seven, like easily 70000 Obviously, he's putting work in, but I'm actually accounting for like he could even pay himself and still save that amount. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then <laughs> three hours later, he's like, I watched the first four videos. They're awesome. And I, you know, uh, reached out to him again a couple more days. He's like, yeah, I, I keep going. Like, this is great content. This is, this is awesome. So like it applies to exactly what you're saying. I just don't know how to get that message out without, you know, confusing it, you know, architect builder plus just person to builder plus trade person to, yeah. to build it. Well, yeah. 
I started thinking just while he was talking, like, I don't know, should we start other websites that are literally that yeah. per person to builder or, or, or uh, homeowner to builder? I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I think like I looked through the the headlines. I haven't taken the course yet, obviously, but um, look through the headlines of all the, the course content and like, man, there's so much that applies to your GC in your own house. Like it, it's just like you're saying, the, the bidding process, scheduling. So here's my like in the home building industry, the, the best of the best builders, those national companies, you know, they shoot for, I think it's like 20 to 35% net profit on a house. And that, that profit, some of it is volume discount, but a lot of it is, is what's in the margins. It's, it's a tight schedule. So you're not carrying a construction loan forever. It's making sure that your bids and work orders are down to the T so that you have something on paper to talk to your tradespeople about. So talk to me a little bit about the documentation that's included. Like, how's that going to help people save time and, and energy and money in it? Well, one is just knowing all of it, you know, and, and, and not missing it. And, and being able to wrap your, your whole arm around the problem. I think that's the yeah. biggest thing. Like, How do I corral all of these things so at least I can, I can see the ball of, of untangling I have to do. Yep. And it, it's not going to be a hundred percent because like you said, counties are different. Banks are different, you know, all this other stuff, but it's going to give you that good idea. And I thought about that when I was going through the course, because, you know, let's say there's 20 video, you know, 20 sections, right? Well, in each one of those, there might be a resource or there might not be a resource. And if you don't download it then, because you can literally watch it on your phone, like it works well on your phone. Um, I'm watching another course on my phone just like randomly and it's very easy, right? But, you know, maybe I'm out at a job site or at Target or, you know, and I don't have my computer to download that. So the last, the, there's a section, it's one of the last ones called resources where it's like, here's everything we talked about all in one place. Mm -hmm. Download this one folder, unzip it, you know, here you go. Um, so it, it's it's not only just the the bid example, it's schedule examples, it's draw examples. It's um, there's things like, okay, you're picking out finishings. What's an example of some, you know, you don't have to do it like this, but what's an example of showing people how to select finishes? What's an example of a contract between you and the owner? What's an example of a contract between you and the sub? Um, I, I'm sure I'm missing some, but I, I think you get the, at least I hit the, yeah. So those are all docs that you guys have included in part of this course, yep. right? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I just like, as you guys know, I worked for a builder um, for a few builders over the years. And like, there's so many man hours spent on developing that stuff. Um, so yeah. to like, just get it as part of the course is, is probably worth the course itself. If you were to add it all up, um, I think you'd probably be close. Um any other any other notes on the course? Things that you guys have learned through the process or anything? Uh, so I think I would add on to kind of that last point. The last point uh, was what about you know schedules and everything. What what we do is we can't I can't remember exactly all of the things we said in the videos, but we break it down to the point of of, of saying you know how how should you be interacting with your subs right? So subs are. Uh, Typically, these are blue-collar workers. The psychology is uh, how they attack problems and solve them, and is much different than I think what we were used to uh, working mostly white-collar for the past ten years, managing architects, designers, engineers, and all of that. 
So know, know the difference. And, and again, it's, it's more about, again, about wrapping your arms around the ball. But when it comes down to scheduling, <clears throat> when you're interacting with those people, really it, it, the feedback loop is, is, is much more close and tight at that point. So asking your foundation folks, looking at a set of plans, especially if you're the designer and you can open them up and, and walk them through asking, getting the questions answered right away. And then, but then asking them like, well, what do you guys really think it's going to take time-wise to get this done? And then going from there, right. Um, and, and hammering it all out. But since the bread and butter is all there with that, with the spreadsheet that we put together and all the other documents, it, it, it all makes sense. So, you know, if you do look, if, know that once you, if you are interested in this course and you do purchase it, those videos and what we what we what we say within them are really where a lot of the meat and the mystery comes into play. Yep, and I'll give a uh, I'll add on to that example. So when we're talking about scheduling, we actually go through a couple of different examples of how to have that conversations with subs. But let's say you're talking to your foundation person and you say, "How long is it going to take the, to do the foundation? And what are this? You know, what are your general steps? What are you going to do?" And they'll tell you right, and they'll say three days you know, or four days or something like that. And then the trick is to repeat the process out loud, say, okay, so, you, you know, the foundation's all, all dug out. You're going to put your formwork in, put the rebar in, then pour. Then the next day, do take off that formwork, do other formwork, put rebar in, and then pour again. And that's going to take you three days. And then they go, uh, maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like that. And then I think we use an example with drywall laying out the steps and, you know, like have those types of conversations. Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. Um, I love that. What do you think are the biggest things you've learned or like misconceptions you had about the building process going into it? I thought, and the bigger, biggest barrier was you need to know how to do everything. And I think that's what's stopping everyone. You know, I've done some labor, I've done some work, you know, now I know a lot more. But the how comes during the process. It's like the chicken or the eggs. Mm -hmm. The what, who, when is what you really need to know. Mm. Who's going to do it? You know, what is their scope? And when are they going to do it? And that in itself, those, you know, W questions uh, and are enough of a pie that it takes your mind and your resources to put all of that together. And also for how much, right? You have to have a, a general sense of, of the how, but literally you should do those other ones first and go through the project. And then when you're going through that project, then you ask questions when the framer is going or you walk around, oh, that's how they do it. Like the framer knows how to frame, right? Um, I, I I can't think of any other examples, but I think that's such a misconception and a barrier that you, Adam, you need to know every trades, how to do their, their stuff. Can, can Adam weld and put a boiler together for a radiant heat system? I'm, I'm just going to say you can't, even if you can, so don't ruin my little story. <laughs> no, I cannot. <laughs> but is that stopping you from GC in a project that has a radiant floor? you know, in a boiler system? No. And it shouldn't stop other people. Yeah. My, I have two lessons I'll share. One is, uh, and I already kind of touched on it, so I won't go to go back into it too much, but the, just understanding the difference between, uh, how blue collar versus white collar folks attack problems, realize problems. 
blue collar folks, I think we're, I found that it's a more, it's, it's more, there's more drama, more heightened, more heightened drama with it. Um, whereas I think uh, white collar folks, we, especially designers and engineers and architects, we are creative problem solvers. Like that's the whole, it gets pounded into your head in school. It gets pounded into your head in practice. It just, it's just how we do it. Like we kind of look, I mean, literally a designing a new house or a new building is a design problem. So like it is just one-to-one of what we're doing. Right. Whereas uh, blue collar folks, framers, plumbers, whatever, they're, they're, they're trying to get things done as quick as possible while still meeting code and, and all of that. Um, and they are solving problems, but there's only so many ways to skin a cat. And uh, sometimes they run into something unexpected, and but they're expecting everything to be not unexpected. They're expecting to expect everything, right? So th- that's one. And then how to present a construction budget to a, to a client. Way different than when we were doing, when we were doing architecture uh, projects. Um, and I guess I shouldn't have thought of it that it should be different. Because when we give a proposal on the architecture side of things, I'm emailing it over and letting them think about it. Why the hell we? I didn't try to do that with the construction folks. I thought you sit them down, you walk through line item by line item, not the way to do it. It's informational overload. They're already shocked by the prices. Uh, as we're recording this, it's like February, what is it? The 17th in 2021. It last June of 2020, since that time, in that time period, Lumber prices have went up 250%. That's an insane amount of inflation. And so the sticker shock is just out of control right now. It's more than usual. And so what I learned is like, oh no, <clears throat> send them their working construction budget. That's how we present it anyway. And it's, it's, it's rough. It's based on empirical evidence and data that we have from other projects, right? Kind of square footage type of stuff. Give it to them on a Friday. They're going to, you know, they're going to get, they're going to, Freak out. Like I haven't seen, there isn't one owner or people that we've built with where they're like, Oh, cheaper than I thought. Hell now let's, uh, now let's get Viking <laughs> fridges. I, I want that to happen one day, uh, but it hasn't happened yet. So let them freak out on the Friday, Saturday, Sunday, have a few cocktails, get over it, schedule a meeting on Monday, Tuesday, then we can talk. And, and you know, one of the things like there'll be an email or two maybe in between where they, maybe they freak out and, you know, what I like to say is, don't worry, I have some ideas that I, I'm excited to present to you guys on Monday and Tuesday in a Zoom meeting or in person or whatever about how we can cut some costs and still maintain the integrity of the design. We have all I have all kinds of ideas to show you guys, reassures them, and then it really helps cinch up the deal. And I, I you know, uh, other Alex, Alex Gresh, one of our uh, senior associates here, we just had that meeting with a build a project that we turned from design to build a little ADU in golden. Um, and it's, that's exactly how it went. It went perfectly in the meeting because they were expecting solutions. We had solutions ratcheted down the heightened, you know, shock. And now we're back on track. Yep. And can I add a lesson that we've learned on kind of how to teach and how to present stuff? Because we teach at CU and then also we've been teaching Revit, you know, how to, learn Revit and model for a long time, you know, professionals, maybe eight years or so. And one of the big things back in college and what we learned to not to teach Revit that we're now applying um, in our construction course and, and things like that is they used to just teach the technique, you know, like 
a book teaches a technique. Here's how to move this wall. Here's how to do this. Here's how to do that. And two things we added on is like, okay, let's, whenever you're doing something, don't have it in isolation. Do it in, in a whole kind of project form so you understand from beginning to end. But the, mm. but the, that's not even the big thing. We thought that that was, you know, like, why aren't people doing this? And they're not. But the second thing is you have to teach the concept first before the technique because the technique is going to apply in just one instance. But what if it's slightly different? And it can be slightly different a, a bunch of different ways. So if you take these main concepts first and understand those main concepts, and then also you have an example of you know a, a technique of how to do it. Oh, it's slightly different. What was the concept? Not, oh, the technique isn't the same. Now I'm stuck. Now I'm not problem solving. Now everything is you know kaput. It's, it's, you have to couple those together and for the, for me to add value to you or whoever's doing it, I feel like we need to do it that way or else we're not adding value. We're just taking money, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, I wanted to jump back to something you said, Lance, just on pricing. Do you guys do open bid pricing to all your clients? Yeah. Uh, on the construction side, hundred percent. Yep. For us, that's one of the reassuring um, factors and why I believe they end up choosing us is I like to say, hey, we're open book. And from the beginning, we're, you know, we're not trying to cut corners or hide anything from anybody. Why would we? Um, let's just let's just be open, transparent. Here's what our fee is. I mean, you got, you know, there's no negotiating the fee, uh, at least on the construction side. I actually had, again, that client uh, I just spoke about. Was there any wiggle room? Like, oh no, it's still going to take what it's going to take to do it, percentage-wise. Um, you know, I built up a uh, a solid reputation and um, it, the knowledge and the skill set that that means this is what it's going to take for us for us to perform our job well and well for you. So uh, that that has been pretty, that has been super helpful. And honestly, I haven't seen any hiccups yet with the open book method. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I wish I could speak to something that was negative so far, but really it's just been pure positivity. Yeah. The only example I've had as uh, a negative on the other side was basically closed book was that client that's going to build their own house. They, mm -hmm. that they, the reason they're not going with, they had multiple builders, but the reason they told me they weren't going to go with one is because they, they wouldn't do an open book. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't just do a, a cost plus, which means, um, which is fine. And, and maybe the builder just didn't want to have to deal with the, the paperwork or just, you know, sharing all that. But um, I think they were thinking like, okay, are they getting, you know, 5% on every one of these categories and adding their builder fees? So it just, for us, it simplifies the process. It mm -hmm. simplifies it and there's way less confusion so that there's, you know, the reducing complexity and adding clarity helps out hugely. Yeah. I, um, I sat as like a designer slash sales agent for a builder selling, um, open book. And you're right. Like the conversation is, it's really trust building when you can say at the first meeting, Hey, we're going to share all our numbers with you. Um, it's, it's honestly a pretty good way to close deals. And I love it from a custom perspective. If you're building custom homes, because there's just so much that goes on. So it's, it's really hard to like close your books and, and get to standards and, and all that. Like, it's just, it's, it's almost more, like you said, it's, it's cleaner that way than it's almost more messy to try and close the books and, and not share that stuff. Um, 
Sorry, I've lost my train well, of thought. It's okay. Let me jump right in about one thing here while you're thinking about that. So yeah, I think it's a, I'm glad you brought up the word custom. So I just want to be clear to everybody listening that is like for us, open book makes sense all day long for custom builds because because there's so many custom things that go into it, right? Like everybody's got their little every single person that we build for has something special that they want done. Alex just did Gypcrete in one of his houses, radiant flooring, um, stuff like that, right? But if you're a production builder, I could totally see you. Like, why would you do that? So there's a clear distinction. Yeah, of don't what, don't do that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You shouldn't. but even for our commercial clients, I like to think that we are boutique builders, right? So we're going to do uh, one of our commercial projects we have coming up that I'm really excited about. is It's a it's a DOG uh, is the name of it. It is a bougie four thousand square foot. You bring your dog in. It can get groomed by you, or it can get groomed by a bunch of other people. Like. Think about the Toys R Us of Dogville. That's what this is going to be. And for her, it's an open book as well because there's custom stuff, super custom stuff, like little dog houses we have to build. Uh, so even on the commercial side, I think it makes sense if you're if you're a custom builder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say the only negative I saw in selling was just the nitpicking. Like people don't know what they're looking at, so they're like, "Oh, can we can we trim some out of that plumbing number or the the lumber number?" And it's like, well. I mean, maybe, but that's that's a bigger conversation. So I do like going back to your strategy of send it to them on a Friday because it kind of eliminates some of those questions and you can start talking bigger picture stuff come the next yeah. week. Um, yeah, but yeah that's, that's the only downside I saw to it. Um, yeah, that's awesome. Um, cool. Any other final notes, thoughts, comments, concerns, questions, feelings? Uh, no. Could I give everyone the website in case they want to check it out? Yes, of course. And I'll put it in the show notes and all that. Yeah, it's um, architect, architect's guide to. So architect, which is plural, guide, and then to.com. Um, and, and you can, you know, it, it lays out what's in it and all that. Um, and if you use the, uh, the promo code capital I-T-F for inside the firm, you'll get 10% off. Um, so all your listeners will, will get 10% off there. Yeah, we're all, we're very accessible folks. The last thing I would say is we're we're both super accessible guys. Um, Alex, you know, if there's any if there's a question about the course, I would direct it to Al, and his email is akg at f9productions.com. Um, you can find me on LinkedIn. There's only one Lance Psycho in the world. His <laughs> last name's C A Y K O. Thank God, right? Um, yeah. And so, yeah, check us out. Thanks for having us on, Adam. This was great. That that's hilarious because there's another person with my name, Al Gore. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm aware. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on today, guys. I'm excited to see where this course goes and um, yeah, keep me updated on the progress. Will do. Great talking to you. Thanks, Adam. You too. And that wraps up today's show. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks again to Lance and Al for jumping on. Also, I did want to note, um, this is not a paid promotion of any sorts. Uh, Yes, I'm even on their contractor course, but I just believe in these guys and what they're doing. And it's been fun to get to know them over this year. So that's why I had them on. Um, Yeah, so I hope you check them out and enjoy what they've got to offer. 
If you like the show, want to hear more, please rate, subscribe, and review. And if you want to get a hold of me, I you can reach the show at info at buyer.com or Instagram is probably a good way to reach out, just at buyer. Um, I also run my own design firm, and I'm on plenty of channels, TikTok, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, and um, all of those handles are at Burnham Design Co., B-I-R-N-A-M Design Co. As always, thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Last but not least, thanks to Andrew Michael Metter for the music. 